Okay, so now we just need an intro. Uh, something like... Friendly sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. The friendliest sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. That's it. Ah, all right, cool. Let's start the show. Yep. Welcome to the Friendly Sparring Podcast. The podcast where one of us thinks he's fucking Captain Tying Knots. Every time someone needs a knot tied, they go to him. Fuck you. Yeah, that's me. And another one thinks the they're tree yeah. meister. Another one thinks they're Mr. Walkway. Yeah, Mr. Walk Down Me on the Walkway. Yeah. Fuck you. We were just talking off off mic. Or well, I guess on mic, but off oh, it's off mic. Off, off recording. recording. Anyway, off the record. Off the record. Um, there we go. I have a line in Hamlet, uh, where I say I'm like introducing the final scene, there's like a sword fight and it's like uh it's I mean it's done for the purpose of treachery, but it's not like a unplanned like fuck you let's duel right now it's literally like it's meant to be like a fencing like it's a wager or whatever so i'm like introducing it like this event kind of and i have a son that's like let the kettle to the trumpet speak and i wish i could say no i'm sorry i was actually thinking about what we said that's not what i was going to say before that i say give me the cup and there's lines i'm like oh yeah the, the king drinks to your health I wish I could look at it. I'm drinking out of cups. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, if only. If only. If only what? you could put that in. All right. Go on, Juice. Well, I just wanted to catch up a bit. I haven't talked in a while. How have you been? Good, man. I'm in Texas. Uh, you know, my son's here. Um, we've been, uh, you know, enjoying this 107, 106 degree weather. Oh, love it. Uh, <laughs> it's been too effing hot out here but uh yeah it's been good uh just been just been hanging out with him and um you know uh soaking up all the time i can with him which has been really fun and uh, yeah that's about it i just finished severance yesterday which is a very good show that's filmed in my office oh yeah i think you told me that yeah have not seen one second of it <clears throat> yeah it's apple tv so that's fine you don't you don't i have apple tv i just do you seen... you have apple tv plus i have someone's login Okay, perfect. Yeah, well, it doesn't everybody except I do because I got it through T-Mobile. Yeah. Anyway, this uh, well, episode is sponsored by Bubbly. But not an iPhone, so that's probably why. Yeah. And Google. all these other companies. Yeah, and all these other companies that we have: uh, T-Mobile, um, uh, Singular Wireless. You know, Singular Wireless, dude. <laughs> I'm just dating myself, dude. I don't understand how, like, other wireless companies would try try and exist. Like you have the big three. It used to be the big four and mm-hmm. Sprint T-Mobile merged. Mm-hmm. Like AT&T, Verizon, and now Sprint T-Mobile. Mm-hmm. And like you see all these commercials like Cricket Wireless or there's that new one that's like all about like getting family plan prices for mm. like single people or whatever. Yeah, I think it's called the, the MAGA plan, yeah? Yeah, it's, it's called the Virgins. Mm. Okay. By the like way, Virgin I, learned, I learned uh, just uh, a couple of days ago, that incel means involuntarily, involuntarily celibate. celibate. Yeah, I did not know that. I thought that was uh, interesting um, that people are so 
upset because uh, people don't want to have sex with them, which is fine. They just yeah, they just backed up. I mean, it's not like they can't just jerk it or anything like that, but yeah, they can't. They're, They're backed up of the human uh, of not having human interaction or like because they obviously have human interaction. It's literally just sex. The name of this episode is Incel Technical Difficulties. Uh, <laughs> so, insect, incel. I'm trying to make a pun with it. Incel tickle yeah, difficulties. Yeah. Well, anyways, they do have a lot of technical difficulties inside their brains. Um, yeah. That lead them to. Well, I mean, I guess the depravity of it, I, I suppose, is is bad. I guess. I mean, it is bad. It is bad. But just how Which how is are proof we... that pussy can cure world peace or bring about world peace like your world peace like world peace is yeah. a fucking yeah it's, ailment. A, it's a yeah it's a big ailment yeah yeah and currently pussy pussy is not world doing enough. Too. and and honestly you need two doses of that okay you need to okay take two of these and call me in the morning or yeah, don't take two of these pussies and call me in the morning Can you imagine if it was like like fucking some guy that's like literally almost exactly like the ladies man from snl like tim meadows character i mean like yeah. take two of these and call me in the morning Wow. <laughs> is that Mike Tyson? Well, he had like a fucking. Yeah, you, I know you that. Know. I, I remember the ladies' man. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, sipping on my Kovazier. Kovazier. I literally, when I was like, when I was little watching that, I used to be like, man, fucking Kovazier must be so good. <laughs> I've never even had it, bro. It probably tastes like shit. It's just... <laughs> probably tastes like shit. It's uh, it's brandy. I'm pretty sure. Is it's it really? Positive. Or or um, it's like uh, which I think Hennessy is as well. Um, I'm pretty sure it's brandy. So oh, cognac then. Cognac, sorry, but my pump. Yeah. Cognac. Yeah, I thought cognac. it was Cavassier. Um, anywho, um, yeah, so learned that about incels. Um, yeah. So couldn't be me. Was me for a year. Incels are like to fuck or not to fuck. Mm, yes, very yeah, no, they're, they're I always, can't. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're always questioning that, yeah. And always. especially, yeah. Especially in iambic pentameter. Especially in iambic pentameter. Yeah. Iambic incel tameter. I keep trying to make that happen. It's it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. All right, Juice. Well, how you how you been? I mean, I know that. um, uh, Wow. I was going to say Laertes. Uh, Claudius. I know that Claudius has been uh, uh, tough, tough on you. And it's been, I'm sure it's been fun to play, but how's it, how's it been? And yeah, it's honestly, two it's, three, two shows down, three shows down? Three, yeah. Three, three shows, yeah. Uh, it's been, you know, we talked about like how I hated Much Ado, kind of, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we didn't talk about it, I hated it. I hated Much <laughs> Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> this, honestly... It's been so rewarding, but it's also been like like Hamlet is an emotionally draining show, especially this character. Like, I'm pretty sure this is well, yeah. Now thinking about it, this definitely is the first drama that I've done at Stone Church, as far as like uh, that, that's my theater company, Stone Church Players, not my, but the one I'm a part of. The 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 Shakespeare specifically. I mean, like I've done some like like my role in Much Do is like I had a dramatic scene, like you know whatever, but like mm-hmm. it's mostly very lighthearted. First one, Taming of the Shrew, absolute comedy. Midsummer yep. Night's Dream, fantastical comedy. Like yep. 
even the like we did the tempest during the pandemic and it was like we it was like a stage reading because we you know we couldn't really rehearse but we like filmed it outside it was kind of weird mm-hmm. and like that one isn't really a comedy but it's not a drama <clears throat> either it's just sort of like here you go like i think they listen in the comedies because it's not serious kind of mm-hmm. right or maybe the other way around like maybe listen to the drama because it's not a not comedic but it's not really that either but hamlet is just straight up drama mm-hmm. um, yeah, only hi doug i was telling leo that we may have an appearance from one of my cats and looks like that is coming to fruition he's about to come into frame there, right yeah now. right under there the frame there he is there's doug um what was i gonna say uh have oh like and I'm kind of mad too. Like I was actually, uh, I was tweeting about it. Like the homie Struggle Face Tom was like, so maybe put a link out for patrons. And I was like, ooh, we're gonna put a poll. Like if 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 uh, people want to see that, I might put a poll on our Patreon to see if like people want because they were wanna see, people want to see it. Don't even put a poll. People want to okay. see it. People want to see. It. Okay, I'll put it for patrons only. Um, apparently it's gonna be like, like, okay, it won't be somewhere where you can like stream it. So it's not gonna right. be. It might be difficult. Like the guy that we got to film it, like he charges extra to make DVDs. And cool. so by like, we save money by basically he does like a Dropbox. Like he's going to just like send us a yeah, link where we link, can download yeah. it like a digital version. And it's going to look better anyway. Like we charge a DVD, like some of the qualities lost, but um, yeah. I'm basically just going to have that. I'm going to be like, here you go. Like fucking mm-hmm. here's this. Although I wonder if I could upload it to the page. Probably not. Cause I have to put it on our Vimeo. Yeah, you have to put on. I don't know. Video. We'll see. It depends. We'll see. Uh, but people anyway, do want anyway, to see. It. He, he filmed the he filmed opening night. Oh, great! Which like, I don't know. I mixed about. Yeah, obviously. Like Saturday night was on fire. Fuego. On fire, yeah. Like just kicked it up a whole nother notch, and then Sunday I was kind of in that same realm. Like Saturday might have been like slightly better or whatever, but they were both kind of different in their own way. Oh, however, yeah. though, like Sunday, I ended up getting like the most compliments so far. Yeah, live theater is so awesome. I, yeah, you know, I think it's it's one of the greatest things on the planet Earth. Um, just being in it and watching it, and uh, you know, it's so cool. And like the fact that you're doing it right now there, and, and such a big role is is awesome. And I don't know, man. Like I love, I, I, I'm such a big audience person. Like I love shows, but like audiences are like what make or break a show for an actor like on stage like yeah you know what I mean and like it, it creates this I don't know a sense of like all of us experiences this at the same time and like I know a lot of people like uh like the when we go see uh improv at UCB it's like in that moment only alone at that time and that's it's never going to be repeated again yes and like weirdly enough theater is the exact same way as much as people like to believe that the words are the words um they're not they're they're simply not the performance will be different depending on the night depending on how you know you're you're actually living it so it's that's what that's what i love so much about about it you're living it in the moment and you get to um you know you get to you get to experience what the audience is experiencing and some moments hit differently than other nights and doug is bringing your arm down you gotta flex your bicep oh, okay so you're trying to eat the microphone there you go <laughs> yeah no honestly uh like like i've been different every night yeah like like there's different subtleties and like like you said it is different um one sec he's fine he's just getting around his cat doug's very excited maybe it's dinner time 
definitely fed them before just to, <laughs> just to make sure just to just appease to them sure. but guess what they want you yeah they yeah, want yeah. you they like you um what was i gonna say yeah no it's, it's just been great like i i got i got this compliment yesterday from one of my cast members in shrek that came to see the show and she was like you know shakespeare is like another language and you know not only like you made me kind of understand it you made me feel something which is like some you know in another yeah. language i was like by the way those two are synonymous yeah like making if if anyone feels something from shakespeare you're understanding like you know what i mean like that's the synonymous like and as an actor it's it's you know it's all there in the words if you play it right so obviously you're playing it just right um yeah uh <laughs> what if your penis was a cat that would be fucking scary dude yep i would not want to change my dick's litter yeah never oh god stinky stinky (laughs) oh stinky oh stinky dick shits ladies and gentlemen i don't know why you listen to us but here we are um uh well maybe we should you're yeah you're you're about to find out that you shouldn't be listening to us at all because this is an mma podcast and well, could you imagine if your dick did that? <laughs> I just got walked away. <laughs> well, sorry. What the hell? Anyway, um, well, we're, you guys um, are about to find out why why you shouldn't be listening to us. Man, he is. He said, "Fuck this." Um, um, well, full transparency. I have to. I have to let everyone know, like, because of the play and like life. Honestly, been a little crazy. You guys probably know, like, I wanted to record last week without Leo. Um, after the uh, the fight night, and I was I was ready, I was set, and then, you know, unforeseen circumstances happened on Sunday. You know, some family family stuff came up, and I couldn't do it. And then, like, I just got so depressed throughout the week because of that. And like, I literally took time off from where I have Fridays off anyway. I was like, oh, maybe I can do it on Friday. But like, I, I was so bogged down with like getting off book for the show. Like, it's, I have a lot of lines playing two roles and like major roles. Yeah. Uh, it was just, I it just didn't happen. Like I just, I needed to just like recover, and I need to just take that time. And so I wanted to to try and find a way to watch the fight. Like I, I was on stage when it was happening, and then I had to fucking get up the next morning at six a.m. So I was like, nope, this not happening. And uh, I was like, I, we can't go another week without doing the podcast. So what we're gonna do. Because I I didn't watch any of the fights. Literally, like I said, I caught some highlights, and I know I know kind of the results already, so nothing um, is going to be like a spoiler from this. But I'm going to have Leo kind of recap the fights for everybody and me, and so let let us know like what were the what were the highlights of of the fights, like what sort of give a breakdown of the fights. So take it away, Leo. Absolutely. Uh, so guys, gals, as you all know, and everything in between. As you all know, last night's card was battle heavy. That's how I'm going to put that term. There was a lot of back and forth scraps uh, and a lot of good knockouts and a lot of it, it was a really, really good card. I don't I don't see how anyone and specifically uh, just the, the the main event, the Glover and Deary. Uh, I, I was texting Dave L and I was like. I think that might be the best light heavyweight fight I've seen in a while. And he was like, he's like, I think it might be ever. And really, it it it, it reminded me of 
um, it actually reminded me heavily of Misha Tate and uh, Holly Holm. Uh, really? That that level of like, oh, this person has the upper hand. The other, um, now granted, um, <clears throat> Glover did have the upper hand most of the time, but there was a couple times where I was like, this feels like a really really good back and forth, and it was insane. But with that being said, let's go. Uh, I'm gonna go with my. I have a couple of prelims that I do want to talk about because obviously juice is out. Uh, but <clears throat> the. The knockout of um, Liang Na uh, against Siliana Gomez Juarez was amazing. That girl yeah. had so much, yeah, had so much power in her hands. Knocked her. Out. You don't see knockouts like that very often in the. Um, Wait, the uh, way you the, said it was kind of unclear. Who got knocked out? Uh, Liang Na got knocked out. So Silviana did the knocking out. She, yeah, so, she so, yeah, she punched the shit out of her, and you don't so see. She's from Argentina, right? Yeah, and you don't see big time. Okay knockouts like that uh in that weight division and it it was pretty brutal everyone was on their on their feet i'm sure um uh then i'm also going to just talk about the uh the choi fight sting, this uh choi sting mm. right sting is what they call um uh, uh no I, I was like cool about it yeah because I, I was actually listening to rhino's podcast that was like his favorite of the night besides it was and good Kobe. it was yeah it was brutal and and like you know like <clears throat> uh i appreciate sure choice from from korea uh yeah they, they got some chins like they were get he was getting pieced up and uh coolie bow was really fucking him up but they were they were trading it was like i said it was very incredibly battle heavy this was um it didn't Choi just wouldn't go down. Um, so uh Coolie Bao just just kept working him. But I will say that he had some <clears throat> Chow had some Choi had some good um moments. See, I'm very bad at the recapping, but let's go on to the um uh the main uh the main card. Uh Jack Della Madalena. Madalena. Uh, Madalena um <clears throat> had that first round KO. I mean it was um, amazing. Uh, I don't think anyone uh, was surprised by that, uh, but the the big surprise was uh, the Andre Fiallo against Jake Matthews. Jake Matthews looked phenomenal. Uh, I mean, like dumb phenomenal, um, like <clears throat> almost in a, in another league phenomenal. Uh, just really fast, really crisp technique, um, and. I don't know. We'll see where, where he goes from here, but to, you know, I think they're both Australian Jack. Metal, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but he, he made that, that fight look really, really easy against someone that's surging like uh, Andre. Fiala. Yeah. You know, um, I love Jake Matthews. Like he was, uh, he was awesome on the Australian. I want to say it was like tough smashes. They called it. It was like Australia versus England or no, he might've been on the one that Lysir Doru was on. Which was uh, it was Australia versus Canada. Mm. Either way, he yeah. was he was awesome. Yeah, but he was amazing <laughs> uh, yeah. two nights ago. Um, so yeah, I mean it was it was phenomenal, dude. He 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 he, he didn't look. He, this is the best performance he's ever had. Um, and as, and also always you always look better against someone who's surging. Um, if you look oh, yeah. that good, um, it yeah, just, just amplifies it for yeah, sure a lot higher. Uh, now to the, the 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 last three fights of the card were all certifiable bangers in their own right um 
I mean, uh, Zhang Weili and, and Joanna Jonjacek, uh, good fight, um, but <clears throat> Weili just was the better fight. I mean, the spinning back fist landing on Joanna's um, side of her head, making her go down directly, and then, you know, Joanna retiring after this. Um, mm. But Weili, uh, man, I, I wish I had the quote, but she she had some really incredibly nice things to say about fighting and like about fighting uh, Carlos Barza. And um, I don't know that someone translated the full thing. And it was, uh, it was like one of the, the sweetest things I think I could have ever heard of someone like in the octagon talking about Joanna and talking about fighting and just like, you know, persevering. It was, it's really, really amazing. She's such an amazing fighter. And uh you know i i hope that she she wins uh, and i hope she gets the fight i mean it's a good and a good like her her trajectory is a good time too she said you know in october they're fighting in abu dhabi and i was like yeah that's the that's you know that's enough months to be like yes that's the fight that we should be put on yeah and it's, and it's true um because sometimes fighters are like hey i'll be there next week and you're like no you won't <laughs> no the champion will not be fighting next week again um so so yeah, she really set it up to say like I'm gonna I'm gonna you know challenge for the belt in that time, and I think it's a I think it's the UFC would be dumb not to do that fight in Abu Dhabi, um, depending on if they have something set up already. I don't know if there's any fights that are already set up on the Abu Dhabi card. I can't imagine that anything's been announced for October yet. Mm. Um, so hopefully she gets that that um, that call out. So she's great, and I hope that she wins. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. And, and based on her performance uh, it feels like she probably will <laughs> so we'll see yeah i i all due respect to carla i would much rather have whaley yeah, as Whaley champion. as a champion yeah exactly um now now as a respect of champions uh go valentina shevchenko versus tyler santos um pretty pretty controversial fight juice i'm, I'm not gonna lie i, I I highly recommend watching these the, the last three again, a hundred percent. Like the, uh, yeah, th this one specifically because obviously, like Valentina just hasn't had never looked this uh, this dominated before uh, on the ground or anywhere really, uh, because Valentina is such a like a technical striker and whatnot. Yeah, she never really looked like she's been in trouble, but I heard she was in trouble a lot, a, bit. a lot, and a lot on the ground. And Tyler really, and there were sometimes when when. Uh, when Valentina, I guess, like kind of her ego kind of got to her and, and would, would take Tyler down. And I was like, and it was after she was getting dominated on the ground for like one or two rounds. So it was like in the third or fourth round, she took her down. I was like, what are you doing? Like, you're about to get, and then, and sure enough, Tyler would switch the, would switch the position and then just start dominating. I was like, this is bad news bears for you. I don't know why you're trying to get there, but I don't know that she, there was a clash of heads in the middle of the, in the middle of the fight, and uh, it broke uh, Tyler Santos's orbital bone. Yeah, I saw uh, the pictures. Looked fucking nasty. It was nasty, and it was a, it was a, it was like a straight, like direct, like clash of heads that, that you know they they did the replay, and I don't know. I mean, we talked about this before the whole like you know advantage and whatnot, and and you know like Kevin Holland and, and Kyle Dawkins that fight, and um, and then yeah. this one now uh with valentina i was like huh i mean it, it, a lot of people dc mentioned it specifically said like if that if that hadn't have happened tyler would have been the champion 
and it's it's actually true because i i really think that tyler would have just like kept smothering her on the ground and that's what she did um which was the most exciting part of the 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 fight so um i think they're gonna run it back i i don't know i mean based Um, on what i'm hearing i think that's the right move yes especially because that clash of heads like it really changed the tide of everything so um you know that's yeah we'll see what happens with uh with valentina after this i'm I'm interested to see how she reflects on this fight i i hope she doesn't say like no tyler never had me i was like (laughs) she did so yeah Um, check the tape bud yeah really check the tape um and just check the tape bud i cannot i cannot tell you enough just this this is probably the greatest light heavyweight fight i'm gonna go ahead and say within the last Six years since since I've been watching, yeah, re- relatively. I mean, like all, all the people I talked to that said it was because like right now before before last weekend, the best light heavyweight title fight has always been Jones versus Gustafson one, and I agree that's one of the, like the all time best fights. They said this tops it. So like, yeah, dude, it it was super dramatic, super um, uh, highs and lows, and I I was. I was on the edge of my seat for, for the whole entire fight. It was just good technical fighting. I mean, Glover was rocking the shit out of Yuri and then Yuri would like roll out of it. And then he would start doing some, like his, his striking is so unorthodox. Like Yuri's striking is so unorthodox that like, it kind of wears you down. It's like a chipping away type of thing, which obviously is what happened. Um, but Yuri, weirdly i mean interestingly enough like you know the the at the fifth round they were both they both looked the exact same amount of tired so that's what i thought was very interesting that uh, that yuri can do the five rounds it's just like having his first test he was tested really hard and obviously nobody saw uh that a submission was going to come out of it at all um, dude, I, bet, I bet yuri by sub was like plus five thousand probably it was a t- uh 20 oh i think it might have been 5300 something like that it was it was high i remember it was it was like i was like oh man i should have just bet on that but obviously nobody saw that coming yeah um, and uh we'll, we'll see what happens with yuri from here on i mean you know what that's he's only he's i, I didn't realize i forgot that he'd only fought three times in the ufc this is his that was third, his third yeah his third fight um <clears throat> so we'll see what happens with um with jan with uh rockage uh, with anyone coming up the he's a liar the, <laughs> i mean rockage and rockage and 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 yuri does need to happen like I, I think it's the it makes the most sense um not after that last fight like honestly I'd rather see jan versus yuri right now right Wait, was Especially that the last like, fight? Oh, that was the last fight. I'm sorry. My my because Jan was... fought Rockich and Rockich right, right, right. the whole thing, dude. Oh, yeah, the knee, yeah. Uh, I mean, okay. And then maybe Rockich can fight the winner. Like, if you want to say, like, okay, what? Fine. But like, right, that's fair, dude. Jan versus Yuri in Europe somewhere. Fucking yeah. Czech Czech Republic versus Poland. Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah, dude, it'd be great and, and and perfect for the UFC. Like, what a great time. I mean, like I said, but last night's fight, like Glover. Dude, Glover is a fucking beast, man. Um, just, just a fucking beast, and is way better than he's ever been before. This is probably one of one of his better fights, which is even crazier to think. Um, it's definitely, it's probably his best fight, like performance wise. He just was stunning on on Yuri the whole time, smothering him. I mean, 
if Yuri hadn't have gotten that that uh, that choke, uh, he would have lost. I mean, they even said it. They they said he's uh, he was twenty eight seconds away from losing. Like yeah. if, if we went to the judges, he would have one hundred percent lost. Um, and I don't know, man. It was it was spectacular. And both both fighters, it was one of those fights that you're just like, I don't. I'm happy. You know, it's funny. I I remember posting in uh, the Patreon saying like, we just hope that all fighters have fun. Um, tomorrow yeah. night and they did i mean with the exception of maybe you want but um yeah she didn't have fun yeah she had zero fun but but you know um you know i found out i have found out about that fight by the way mm. i was i just got done with uh my performance and i was we were striking this set and everything not this well i guess yeah because we have to it's in the it's in it's outside so we have basically have to strike every after every performance um I was at, I, I think I was still there. I was after the strike or, or I was on my way to the, like we were going to Applebee's afterwards usually. Of course. Applebee's but I was in the, I got a text from T-Cross and he was like, I'm sad. I was like, um, oh, what happened? And then I was like, oh, wait. And I ran out, I assumed it was about the fights. And I was like, I'm not watching because I am performing. And then I literally got the ESPN notification, like Jung Wei Lee <laughs> knocks out Yoni and Jake. And I was like, Yohan is his favorite fighter. I was like, bro, mm-hmm. that fucking sucks, dude. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you know, a lot of people have all the stories about her right now that are coming out of her being such a nice person and whatnot. So, you know, all the controversy of what she said to Whaley and all that other stuff uh, is kind of swept, was not swept under the rug, but I just mean like, you know, it's all bygones be bygones and obviously that was really i think she apologized about it too maybe she, she apologizes about what didn't she say something about waylee did you say something oh oh while well, yeah before their first fight yeah for the first fight because like that was when covid was like starting and she posted a picture with like wearing a yeah. gas mask or something like yeah, that it was yeah, kind of like fucking yeah yeah so obvi- obviously like anything outside of that you know atone for the the problem and, and they've obviously squashed their their beef with each other so um you know but it was dude it was a pretty it was a really really good fight card i mean a good it, it, a lot of people were like oh, i don't you know i don't know how i feel about um you know pay-per-views being you know this many fights or this many fighters or are these this star power but i mean I guess I've always said this, the, the fights on UFC, they're so unpredictable. You have no idea what's going to be a good fight. What's not. Yeah. Uh, you can assume everything. I mean, look, look at what we assumed for Santos and Walker. Come on. Right. Like, let's be honest. That's right? the reverse. But I, but I just mean like, look what we assumed. Like we assume like, oh, guaranteed boy. barn yeah. burner. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't wait. Look at uh, uh, Walker's going to do some crazy stuff. Uh, Santos is going to start swinging hard. Nothing, nothing the whole time nothing no just swinging each other's dicks at each other's chests <laughs> crazy anyway ufc 275 in the books we're getting closer to that belt getting up that hill before we go to a break because okay. i'm sensing we're we're done you just kind yes of we are having, done yes we're about to take a break i just saw this pop up on my timeline on twitter I follow this account that followed me recently. I th- it might have been from the Gilbert tweet, like Gilbert Burns goes back to school, Gilbert learns, whatever. Mm-hmm. 
fucking the name the display name is la petite malt which uh the little death in french and the at is a homework slave x homework slave x This fucking tweet, dude. I can't. Uh, by the way, I want to say it's on the show. Like, I haven't given, I haven't been getting much sleep because of Hamlet. So I apologize if I'm like low energy and like that's just how I am right now. But this fucking tweet, dude, I can't. It says, I have my legs up against the wall and was looking at the most beautiful goddess's feet on my feed. The type I will never get a chance to go near ever whilst jerking my nub with my two fingers. The inhuman squeal followed a lot in my mouth, but majority in my left eye. Oh my god, yuck! For fuck's sake, M- FML, <laughs> fuck my life. <laughs> I, sh- I shouldn't, but I'm gonna RT that right now. Yeah, do it. <laughs> I can't let's pump do this it. up. Let's let's upvote this and not downvote it. <laughs> and then he says. Send help, someone, please. I am a mess right now. Yuck. I need to be sprayed down with an ice-cold, high-powered jet hose. It's what I deserve. What is happening? Dude, this account makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> the fucking bio says, women are clearly the superior gender. I'm a disgusting pendant for the little sissy freak show. Dominant women and their beautiful feet make me tiny little nublet twitch. <clears throat> This pin tweet says, my sex life, that's in all caps, and one word. Mm-hmm. One, put on my piggy snout. <laughs> Two, insert sharpie up sissy hole. Three, insert female worn socks into mouth. Four, bouncing up and down while squealing. The imagery of that is so... <laughs> I'm crying, dude. So bright. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and I suppose on that note. <laughs> yeah, on we... that note, we're going to pause. Take a Take a quick break. And then we'll get into the forum. And we are back. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the forum starts now. Before I get into the audio questions, as is tradition, so that I don't forget, I want to make sure I get in this DM question from our homie Jimmy the Drunk at Paroli Proud. He always sends his questions a little early, and this one was actually supposed to be on last week's episode. Um, yeah. It was actually before the Steven episode, I think. Mm. Like that's how. Anyway, (laughs) he says, Juice, can I have your thoughts about Booger Beard making his stand-up comedy debut during International Fight Week? And is he buying him tickets to UFC 276? So this is it, huh? Wow. A fucking... Troll account. Well, it's not really a troll account. It's just a fucking idiots. Honestly, like, 
I try not to let Boogerbeard take up like space in my head because it's so like, yeah, do your thing, man. But like, sometimes he just fucking annoys the shit out of me, dude. That's fair. Yeah. And, like, I'm blocked, so I don't really see his tweets anymore. That, and that's why, like, it really doesn't uh, take up space in my head. But like, fuck, man, he's so goddamn ridiculous. And like, when when it first happened, when like Izzy flew him out, and like, it seemed like he was just like the happiest one, of, like one of the happiest people I've ever seen. Uh, like one is his last fight, and I was just like, "Fuck yeah, man!" Like this guy got to live our dream, kind of be yeah. with you know, one of my favorite fighters, like ever. Um, and like that's fucking cool. Like, why is Izzy doing it again? Like, it, that's why I'm like, is this charity? Like, is the should shouldn't the guy be able to like get his own ticket if he wants? Like, right. I don't know. It just it just seems we're like, oh yeah, Izzy, like yeah, come on, like. I don't fucking know. Like that's just so. I mean, like maybe they're friends. Maybe he's like, fucking. What if? What do I know? I'm so out of the loop, dude. But the the standard debut. Oh, it's gonna be atrocious, dude. It's gonna be atrocious. Yeah, I mean, obviously, anyone taking the swing of doing this, doing that, is is really a- anyone that does six balls comedy. It takes balls to do. It really yeah. does. And don't get me wrong. I think that that's. You know it's important, but I don't know. I I just hope that that it if it doesn't go well, that you know the online persona of like Izzy and, and all these other people liking him doesn't equate to him believing that that oh these people just don't get it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like it's I, th- I feel like it's gonna give him like false confidence, or he's like he's like oh I'm killing on MMA Twitter this fucking niche. Yeah. So most because is he like elevating his stuff and like you know people are like oh yeah is he like shit oh, it's funny like yeah when you when you go up there and you say like oh I'm gonna KO fellatio everyone in this audience right right it, they, you like, know, they're like what is that fucking like that's not funny yeah there's a yeah there's a there's a comedian named uh, uh, Mark Norman who um, I think uh, Sandy Pants and, and Struggle Face yeah Tom both know very well and I, I just recently started getting into it. I saw him live. He has like two UFC uh, jokes, but he's he's also incredibly funny. Like mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. really off the cup. His um, he does a really really cool thing at the end of his. He does crowd work at the end of every one of his um, his sets. sets. But it's so in every single city, and it's always like different different subjects. Um, like he he asked them to say something. You know what I mean? It's it's almost like a, a suggest as opposed to like you know hey. Hey, what do you guys do? What do you do? To, you know, okay, yeah. what are you guys doing out here? He's always like, okay, what, what do you guys want me to talk about? And then someone will just shout one thing, and they'll be like, oh, okay, and then he'll make a joke. And, he, and he's, it's always funny. It's never not funny. Um, and like I said, it's just one of those things like you don't want to get this sense of false confidence when you, and like I said, it takes balls to do it, but I guess just like, I mean, it's good. It's just, I don't know. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know the guy. I don't want to say too much. Uh, uh, bad about yeah. it, but fuck that motherfucker. Yeah, fuck that motherfucker. <laughs> no, no. Um, I mean, best of luck to him if if he does well, and and hopefully it's not too hard on him if he doesn't do well. That's that. Mm, hopefully it is. Okay, just kidding. <laughs> Juice is a lot more cutthroat than I am. Yeah, I'm fucking petty as hell. I'm petty. He's Crocker. Very, you're, you're very petty. Yeah, you are petty, Crocker. I saw that. I can't. I can't take credit for that. Brian Shea uh, tweeted someone who like is in like I guess the gaming world and said that they're recently unemployed and he was like oh hire this person whatever and I went and looked at their bio and it said original Petty Crocker the good name 
It's a like, good yeah. title. Um, anyway, um, yeah. So that's how Juice feels, and that's how I feel about that because I was looking, I was paying attention to that too. Yeah, thank you, Jimmy, for the for the always banger questions that sometimes I forget, and I was like. I dude, I had it in my notes like from the from the moment he sent the question, I kept like I, I, I felt bad that it came right before the Steven when I was like, no, I want to do a specific like you know questions for Steven about like the booze and stuff like that. And I wanted to like it to be specific. And then like this one, I was like, I can't fucking forget, dude. Can't forget. You didn't. I didn't. Well done. All right. This is Uh, the first question I'm going back in the into the wayback machine because the homie D Crons actually sent in two last week. Oh wait, so did Rhino. Oh, wait, so did Jimison. Thousands of people. No, Jimison sent it. Okay, yes. That's right. This one, I think the I think the most recent one is from. Hold on. I gotta make sure. Did Jimison send two? Maybe. Who knows? I like the dead space though. No, you don't. No one does. All right, the first one is from our big homie Rhino, and we got to shout out Rhino because he always sends his most amazing questions, dude. This is this is Rhino from last week, dude. So like, we got another Rhino one coming up later, but this one, I don't even think you've heard this one, Leo. But this right. one, when he sent it, I was like, oh, it's so funny, dude. Hold on. Hey, Juice and Leo, it's your homie Rhino from the Combat Sports with Rhino podcast. So every time I see Drago Volkov, he reminds me of a young, giant version of longtime actor James Cromwell, right? He just has that similar look to him. It just reminds me of each other. So my question for you guys this week is give me an actor or two who remind you of either A, of a UFC fighter or somebody in the MMA world or maybe somebody in the MMA world who, you know, could be like a family member of somebody who is well known in the acting in the acting world. So I'm very curious to hear you guys' answers. Love you guys. Love the show. Talk to you later. Peace. I think we have two. I, I know one for sure, which was oh, okay. um, the guy who looked just like 1980s Eddie Murphy. Dwight Grant. Dwight Grant looks just like 19. Like he could be another Murphy. <laughs> Fucking spitting image, dude. Yeah. And uh, and Leon Edwards as uh, the worm from Richard Scary. <laughs> Dude, first of all, can we talk about how spot on that James Cromwell one is? Though he does look like James Cromwell. I never thought it's, it's, it's crazy when, when Vocal grows the beard too. Yeah, like, yeah. Bare face is not as much, but when he has that coatie, dude, I'm like, yeah. you fucking look like James Cromwell. That is crazy. <laughs> I thought of, I thought of at least one that I'm thinking of right now. Steven Dorf looks like Stefan Bonner. <laughs> and they both were like decently good looking at one point, but I've been aging like fucking milk left out in the sun. <laughs> they just terribly. <laughs> um, 
Uh, Dave L said for the fight next week for the uh, 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 Calvin Cater and um, mm. jo- Josh Emmett. Yeah. Josh Emmett. Yeah, Josh Emmett looks like the like powder? <laughs> the actor. No, the well, like powder, but the actor that was in uh, Blade Two, the villain in Blade Two. Uh, yeah. Looks just like. Yes, that, so. yes, he. I I remember that yeah, dude. Yeah. Fucking, dude so, how many times have vampires been on this fucking? Podcast? Uh, too many fucking vampires. We might have to call the vampire podcast. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, Friendly vamping. Yeah. <laughs> Friendly vamping. I mean, that's what we do pretty much until the other person is like not you know yeah busy with their microphone that's a fucking making adjustments maybe we should change the name okay <laughs> already that's gonna do logo yeah whole thing yeah, can, uh, you, can you change instead of boxing gloves can you make it like vampires yeah just big a big old mouth with with teeth coming out of it and balls in the teeth i'm thinking too like in true blood out like they stop uh whenever they're like the people that hate vampires they're like there's a fucking fanger like, yeah <laughs> Fucking yeah, turning that into a slur is so funny yeah, because, to me. Like, yeah, because all, all get of out of here, fanger. Yeah, all of our diehard fans, all all nineteen of them, um, yeah, can uh, can come and enjoy. <laughs> Be fingers. Who else is a fucking spitting image of an actor? I feel like there's one more that I'm missing. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like I said. Dwight Grant looks just like Eddie Murphy. So this might be this might be weird. This might be out of left field. JJ Aldrich to me kind of looks like if she were to dye her hair, she could kind of look like Natalie Portman. Oh, actually, that reminds me, fucking Gina Mazzani and Elizabeth Reeser, dude. Oh yeah, I swear to God, they're the same person. Swear to God. my head like other other athletes no i can't I, I'm like, yeah no that's i'm going I'm, my, my brain's going to the doggy stunny wrestlers and their beards for some reason i'm trying to like think of an actor can you imagine if they made a movie out of habib's life like who would play habib uh yeah i mean They'd probably I fucking mean, jared leto probably jared leto yeah because yeah. he already he already said he'd play connor Bro, you're fifty. Oh, that was he so doesn't. Long. I mean, he doesn't look it, but he doesn't look yeah, fifty, a, but he is. Yeah, it's a creepy, it's a creepy guy. Um, all right. <laughs> Thank you, Rhino, for the question. Yeah, I was, was so looking for it. I'm, I'm glad you were on as well to mention the Dwight Grant one because I was gonna. That was gonna be the solo episode. So, um, here's another one from the homie Dave Ale. Hey guys, Dave Ale here. Do you think the UFC is hurting their long-term value and negotiating ability by putting on shit-ass irrelevant fight cards like this one? Because I can't imagine ESPN is looking at the viewership and feeling good about the billions of dollars they are paying the UFC. Thanks. Love the show. This is actually a really interesting question. I should know, by the way, because this episode is coming out right after UFC 275. That question was sent after the Volkov Rosenstrike fight night. So yeah, that was a shit ass car. I mean, it was okay. It was, you know, but yeah. that's kind of the point is that it was okay. Here's how I look at it, right? And like ESPN is paying for the broadcast rights mm-hmm. and they're trying to fill content and get subscribers. Mm-hmm. And they don't care as much about viewership 
week to week, event to event. It's more mm-hmm. like, oh, are we getting new subscribers? Are we keeping up? Like, does having this steady stream of UFC content justify the subscription price? And I think at the end of the day, the answer is yes, which actually kind of annoys me too. Cause I was like, you know, like people often throw this around and I always like, I always go, yeah, that would be a good idea. Then you remember like people, people say, and I, I've, I've said this too. I think I said this before the ESPN deal. I'm like, they should fucking have, like fight pass should be like 20 to 30 bucks a month. And you get the pay-per-views included. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? I would pay for that, and I would not fucking stream ever. As you know, probably the fucking yeah, product like you do now. You never stream anyway. I haven't lately, but I've I've, I've done it in my time. Yeah, he's yeah. He's like done I, a lot of I was trying to find a stream to watch these after the fact. I was like, I've never done that. I've only done you know yeah. kind of live. I've always been like, nervous about doing it because I'm like, I'm never gonna find it. Right. Exactly. Um, like that for the Oliveira pay-per-view last month. Like I, I specifically bought it because I wouldn't have time to watch it live. I was like, well, I'm not going to find a stream afterward. Got to buy it. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, well, you missed that one said, of the fights of all time. So. Um, because the pay-per-views are now exclusive on ESPN plus and like they got, they gave the UFC a threshold, basically like 500,000 views per or buys or whatever. Like, like even if it doesn't get that, the UFC is still getting paid like it is, kind of a minimum, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like, but because of that, ESPN Plus, ESPN sets the pay per view price. I think, like, obviously the UFC doesn't care. Yeah. And like, probably would have raised it anyway. But it like it sucks that we can't even blame the UFC. It's like you know, it's fucking, it's Disney. Right. Essentially. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I was just, I, I was having this wow. conversation with my, with my brother the other day about, um, about, about it becoming kind of more well known that, um, uh, that the people at Marvel and whatnot are, no one's getting paid really well, like the writers and stuff like that for any of the intellectual properties of, of uh, superhero characters that are coming out. And I realized that, that, um, Disney has taken over this whole idea of, of the brand, that, that it's just the brand concept that, you slap Marvel on something and people will go see it, whether it's bad or good. So that's why they're not paying the writers. Cause they're like, well, I'm not, I'm not telling you to write a good movie. I'm telling you to write that movie and that's it because yeah, it just needs movie. to get out there. And then, and we're not going to pay you a lot because like, because if it is successful, the first one, you get to write the next two and you get to make more money on those. But the first one, we're only going to pay you a certain amount. So like, I mean, that's, that's the whole idea of Disney. Yeah. The whole thing is the brand is what's selling me. It's not, you know what I mean? It's not, you know what I mean? They, I told my brother they could present, you know, Marvel presents Captain Shits' pants and and people would can go you, watch it. Can you imagine if fucking Captain Underpants was a Marvel property? It, yeah. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be the worst. Um, and I'd go watch it and be a yeah, part exactly. of it. Yeah, exactly. be a part of the fandom. It'd be the worst. Like... But it's a lot, I mean, it's a lot, of, like I said, this, this brand and, and, you know, with ESPN, that whole thing of like, like you said, we can't really blame the UFC because they were already they're already sold like it, it's a it's a brand it's an umbrella brand that they're a part of that we have to kind of just say okay to and it's espn and you know that's that's just the reality and it's just a, another you know it's bullshit all right can you imagine vincent d'onofrio playing captain underpants i'd love it i'd watch it no honestly it should be dana white 
Yeah. It should be uh Tra-la-la. It's not his notice. I used to those books as a kid. I just think they were yeah, so funny. Yeah. It's so fucking yeah, challenging. But Vincent D'Onofrio saying tra-la-la with his fucking giant moose knuckle just fucking sitting out there. How fucking hilarious would that be? Oh my god. Just fucking hanging out. <laughs> just <laughs> moose knuckling it up. Moose knuckling it up. Yeah. Um, anyway, thank you, Daybell, for the question. Um, yes. Like, yeah, as we said, that we can't really blame ESPN. I mean, ESPN's like, meh, whatever. We don't give a shit. No, we but can blame ESPN. We can't really blame the UFC. Oh, right, right, right. But I mean, he, I think, but his, his question was like, do you think they could, they, they feel he's, he's like, do you think ESPN's mad? Like, at the, I'm like, no. Like, I don't think they are, especially like, I think right. they're probably getting their money's worth on the pay per views because of how the UFC is structured now. Like they're top, they're top loading these pay per views and, and uh, you know, the, right. the fight nights are the leftovers, which like if you're going to do that to like, it might as well be the ones that you pay for, mm. you know? Yeah. But fucking great question. Well, like, here, so, you know, before we, before we move on from this question, uh, even though, you know, I don't really have a lot of time. We almost did, but, and then we would circle back. But but I just we crossed the finish line. And we're like, I want to run that last part again. Well, like how long? I just just to kind of like throw out the idea of of um, of restructuring the way that people watch um, certain sports. Um, with the UFC kind of still being a very a pretty young sport, that like you know, golf takes up four days and it has its own mm. network. You know what I mean? Like for tournaments that happen, it starts Thursday and ends on Sunday, and they go from like as far as television goes like televised wise it usually goes from like eight to like three or four in the afternoon um so and, and like I said, over the course of four days um so with that being said i mean i wonder if if ufc could kind of benefit from something like that um of setting up maybe two cards in 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 a row and like you're already i mean we already you know fighter pay structure and whatnot that the pay-per-view you know, everybody gets pay-per-view points uh, on the second, like this, like the Saturday night show would be the, the, the pay-per-view card and the card before that would be like up and coming fighters. Um, you know what I mean? Like, because we already, consume, I don't hate it. we already can, I mean, like I said, most UFC fans already consume um, so much content uh, on one singular day, which is a lot. It's a lot of, it's a lot of fights. And, but, but what's more interesting to me is when there's like three or four fights uh, fight, in different um genres like you and i we watch ufc but but i've seen a bunch of fi- uh, people on twitter and um uh different social media platforms being like okay i'm watching this one on thursday i'm watching this one on friday i'm watching and i'm like man that's yeah. that's a lot like that's you know and the, the, each one is like a six-hour card and i was like you know the ufc could umbrella that um out and make it so that all their fighters get paid more fairly but everyone gets pay-per-view points for the for that the card that they like getting on a pay-per-view card is a lot more um even on prelims is a lot more um sought after um you know what i mean being in the top 15 as opposed to it just being like this oh who cares what the rankings are kind of becomes more of like a oh like you're actually in the top 15 top 15 fighters fighting go on the saturday night card speaking of your idea about like having a separate card for like up and covers have you been following this like road to the UFC series or whatever? You've heard about it. No, is there, is there a new one? There's a, there's a new, yeah. It's like, it's like a tournament of like, it's, it's almost like 
contender series, but I think it's a tournament and mm-hmm. it's like following specific fighters. I think it's also specifically like Asian based fighters. I think, right. I fucking saw fight the five pass account tweet out the goddamn guy. I forget his name. People were talking about him. He just, he smokes it all the time. Oh, right. Like cigarettes and fights. Yeah. Yeah. And fights. And like, they're, like someone asked him about it. He's like, yeah, every day, bro. Why not? Every day. Who cares? Why not? You're going to smoke. I'm going to smoke right now. I have one right for the fight. And they're like, what do you do after? Smoke. Oh, wow. I was like, dude, going to die. Going to die. Die quick. Um, yeah. But anyway. Um, yeah. So let's restructure UFC. Yeah. Let's do it again. Yeah. Again. Speaking of doing it again, Decron sent in two questions. Okay. So we're going to do it. And then we're going to do it again, brother. What the fuck is up, Juicy? Friendly sparring family. Oh, man. I just wanted to uh, ask you about Asgar there. Fucking instead of patting his record, he should have patted his fucking head. I was watching the fights on the computer and I had headphones in and the Mrs. Chicken there walked in and was like, what the hell are you smiling? Why are you so happy? And it, it was that watching Minifield do that just like brought tremendous joy to me. I don't know why the fuck somebody would do that with their record. You're going to get exposed so quickly at that level. Anyway, I wanted to hear your thoughts on that fight, the whole deal, how long you think he's going to be around the UFC and uh, the next card, which fight are you looking forward to the most and why? Love you, my brother. I can't wait to listen to this show. Juicy juice, baby. Juice forever. God, I fucking love Decrons. And what's up to Chicken? Uh, obviously, we can't answer the other one because that was about UC 275. Kind of. Well, I guess we can talk about the next one. Bro, that fucking Menafield fight with Oscar or whatever, Ukrainian Conor McGregor. Did you see that fight? Like, did you? How much of the fight night did you watch last week, or did you kind of take a break from it? I think I took a break. I think I watched like some of it. Uh... Do you remember Alonzo Menafield getting the TKO with elbows? Like there was that Ukrainian guy who came in had the gorilla tattoo. People were calling oh. him U- Ukrainian Conor McGregor. There was a story that came out fight week that said he had like a Fagazi record. Uh. Like Sure Dog and Tapology, these places were coming out. Like I think mostly Sure Dog. They were like. Hey, it looks like there's been some skullduggery with this record. Some of these bouts like aren't aren't legit. Like some of the things that they have on here, he like fucking fudged some of the like I don't know what was his manager or something, but like the guy started like being like twenty seven and five, and then dropped like twenty two and nine, or and then like when it went off, he was like nineteen and twelve. Mm. <laughs> like, come on, dude. I was like, I think I tweeted out after, but I was like, oh, with that loss, uh, Oscar is now uh, zero and twenty-four. <laughs> like, again, whatever. <laughs> I think Mike uh, fucking Kiesa was like, well, we know for one thing, he's zero and one in the UFC <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. But yeah, dude, I agree. Like, and Alonzo getting like fired up too, like fucking fake ass record. He fucking he was getting fired up in that post fight interview, dude. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yes, I do remember that. Thank you for that question, Decrons. Actually, let's let's talk about the let's do a little brief kind of preview of the next week's fight card while we're at it, because um I don't think anyone asked about that. And I always like to kind of look ahead just before. Um side tangent, because I just pulled up my browser and I was on the 
because my car got totaled, I don't know if I actually talked about that on the podcast yet. My car got recently totaled. Um, a fucking drunk driver hit my car while it was parked on the street. Like I was inside. I'm fine. My car completely wrecked and I need a car. So if you're listening to this and you are in the New Jersey area and you are a car dealer, get at me. I highly doubt that that is the case, but let's see. Um, Dude, I, I am really looking forward to the main event, though. And, and to a certain extent, the co-main. Mm-hmm. That Joaquin Buckley fight, dude. I'm looking at also the uh, uh, Tim Means, Tim the Dirty Bird Means versus Kevin Holland. That's going to yep. be a great fight. Ooh, Adrian Yanez versus Tony Kelly. I hope Adrian Yanez fucking beats a shit out of that racist fuck. That's, uh, that's uh, fucking Shreveport's girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. Fucking KGB Lee, KG, Andrea KGB Lee. They were like, you know, these fucking dirty cheating Brazilians. Like, oh, yeah. That's the motherfucker, Tony Kelly. He's fighting Adrian Yanez uh, this weekend. Hope he fucking wrecks his shit, dude. It's open. Also, uh, Rhino Gang member Jasmine Jesudavicius is fighting Natalia Silva. That should be a banger. Mm-hmm. Cody Stamen, my least favorite fighter. Just kidding. I, but I always, I, dude, I fucking hate that guy. You just hate this uh, block. So annoying, dude. Uh, versus Eddie Wineland. Eddie Wineland looking like a goddamn vaudevillian, you know, with that old school mustache he always rocks. Mm-hmm. I love that. He's probably going to get fucking KO'd by Cody Stamen, though. Yeah. Kyle Dawkins versus Roman Delize. That's going to be a great fight. That's starting the card, which is crazy. I have it as the second fight. I have Phil Hawes versus Deron uh, Wynn, which didn't know Deron Wynn was still in the UFC because I thought he was Deron lost. So lame. Yeah, it's a dad joke. So, yeah, it's so dad joke. Speaking of the so dad joke, uh, I fucking love dad jokes. And like the. Remember, I said someone from Shrek came to see uh, me. Uh, over the weekend, uh, last night on Sunday, mm-hmm. in Hamlet, and they also were in a in a show called Xanadu with one of my castmates, who is also a good friend of mine, and they brought her friend who was also in Xanadu, uh, and then we've met a couple times, but we we haven't been in a show together, so we don't have a connection, whatever. This girl, the one that came, was in Xanadu, and like the whole plot of Xanadu. Is that there? It's, it's so goddamn ridiculous. It's based on an Olivia Newton-John movie from the eighties. It's like a really bad movie, but they're like the muses, uh, like in Greek mythology, and they come down to Earth to like inspire this guy or whatever. But they're all fucking like catty, but not all, but like I don't know. Some of them are like fucking plotting against. They end up in this theater and like a like an abandoned theater, and there's like a piece of scenery, and you know the spray is like chewing the scenery. Mm-hmm. This girl comes in like looking like a little mouse or something like kind of like creeping and just goes nom, 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 like choose the fucking piece of scenery and i start laughing so hard i, I instantly got like she's chewing the scenery literally <laughs> and figuratively and i i was laughing so hard too like my friend who was the the lead and who's now my castmate in hamlet was like she's like i was outside of the theater the door was closed and i fucking heard your ass wow I was laughing so hard. I'm still laughing about it. Yeah. I can hear. 
fucking great segue to not talk about anything. What kind of fucking cat ass in my Asshole, face? I love it. I can't. I can't get enough of it. Um, here we go. Hey, Juice. I'm still here. Um, also, Ascar's tattoos. Like, I know Connors are a little much for me. It's just a little much, in my opinion. That's one thing. Ascar looks more like a fucking old passport with just fucking stamps everywhere. So, again, that added a layer of fun to this for me, watching him get smoked like that. Um, but later on that fight evening, uh, Chicken put on that uh, her music, and part of it included, like, way too many uh, songs from the Night at the Roxbury soundtrack. And when she was playing that, I just sat here and randomly shouted the whole time, Alonzo! Alonzo! Alonzo until we finally got to listen to something that I wanted to. So that was fucking tons of fun. Just wanted to let you know. Love you, buddy. Can't wait to listen to the show. Later, bro. Decron's messages always made me so happy. <laughs> Alonzo. <laughs> he says that's so funny, dude. All right. We got one from the fucking legend, Jim Assoon. Let's play this bad boy. Bunch of fucking casuals, juice, and all you fucking juice heads. Hope everyone's doing well. Man, the LC 275 is going to be a pretty damn good card after all that. But uh, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Rhino. What was your favorite fight on that card last night? There were some really good fucking scraps. The way Wiley fucking starts JJ, man, oh man, that was nasty, eh? Beautiful, but nasty. Sucks JJ's done. I love her fighting style, but anyhow, it is what it is, kids. And you know it's always 420. Peace. Dude. I love how he says all oh, you fucking juice heads. It sounds like he's like shitting on our listeners too. Like, oh you fucking juice heads. <laughs> uh well, obviously yeah, Juice wasn't able to <laughs> Juice wasn't able to watch any of the fights, but I mean honestly the Yuri and Glover fight and, and I don't and the the Choi um Cooley Bow was yeah was was really really good. Those were like just really really. It's good. so funny. I didn't tell you this. That's exactly the answer that Rhino gave. He said both of those. He was like, yeah. "I can't pick one. I'm gonna have a tie." Yeah, because it was they were both bangers. Yeah, dude. Fucking a. I really will. I, I gotta go back and watch. I really want to see the the Yoana knockout. Yeah, you, and you I'm super intrigued to see the Valentina fight. Like, yeah, you, yeah. I, like I, I said, I, I meant to say this too. Like, I got I was so mad when I found that happened because like fight week i got this and i've always thrown shade on people not always but like sometimes i throw shade on people to do this or people people will tweet like if there's something that they, they think could be an upset or whatever they'll be like i got a weird feeling about so-and-so mm-hmm. and it's like look are you gonna fucking draw a line in the sand and make your pick or are you just saying that cover your ass in case it happens but like i felt this way i like fight week came around i was like talia santos could fucking wreck val's shit dude she's big for the weight class and powerful and like has good striking and like wrestling and stuff like that i was like i don't know man i i didn't tweet it out and then when it fucking happened like dude if i was watching live i would have been like i told you motherfuckers (laughs) yeah i was um i was mad dude yeah i mean they should definitely run that back so yeah so you say that because I like people are also wanting to run the Yuri Glover fight back too. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I was talking to my my coworker who I didn't even know watch fights. I know he's like a massive sports fan. He's always just like talking about sports, but like 
it's funny that we have this like teams chat um that we we work out of and someone was like i, I think i like made a joke and someone like said i was like oh, i'm just trying to cause chaos or whatever i pull i went to go find a gif i literally just hit the gif thing and in teams it like pre-populates sort of like how on twitter like you have the like suggested what ones but it's like it's not categorized it's just like random gifts and the first one i shit you not was a gif of yuri with the belt on coming to like walking back to the tunnel like after the fight mm -hmm. like with the bell like going like ah and i was like screaming yeah chaos. like that's what I, I was like i was literally looking for a casket and it's already there i didn't even have to search yeah i was like that's fucking crazy but but like but my like i said the the co-worker the sports fan is like because like I, I assume no one would know what I was talking about. And I was like, that's the new live heavyweight champion, Yuri Prochaska. And uh, this guy was like, if I'm Dana, I'm running that fight back. Like the, I've never seen a more evenly matched fight. And like Glover at his age is amazing. I was like, how did you fucking come out to be a fight fan? I don't know where, dude. But Sportsman. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just like all sports. Yeah. All sports. Don't discriminate. Fucking A, Jim. Thank you for the question. We got another great one from Dave L. Here we go. Hey guys, Dave L here, and all hail the new light heavyweight champion, Lord of the Forest Realm, and possible vampire hunter, Jerry Prochaska. Uh, that being said, I was wondering if you'd like to see him make some adjustments after this. Because more than once, Glover almost sent him to the restaurant realm. Meanwhile, every time he threw just something normal, like a straight punch or a normal hook, it was landing clean and fast and the big unorthodox techniques were getting him in trouble. So would you like him to be a little more orthodox or would that take away from your love of the weird madman that is Jerry Prochaska? Thanks. Love the show. First of all, what's the fucking restaurant realm, dude? <laughs> well. Oh my God. I guess we would have found out. Yeah, uh, yeah, because that's all that would have been. That's all that would, I mean, it it was going, dude. You need to see that. You need to see that th for fourth round. I mean, knockout of Yuri. I mean, Glover knocked out Yuri. He was he was out on his feet, dude. So yeah, I I think I saw Phil's tweet uh, who said this uh, was like he had him out cold on the feet and went for a takedown. Yeah, dude, out cold, completely and out. And when when he when he and I I really even think more importantly. That he woke up not even in the middle of getting the 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 choke, like going for the guillotine. I think he woke up like while they were on the ground about like he was about to sink it up. And then like I think uh, Glover's arm slipped and like you it looks like Yuri like like slowly starts to wake up at that point, but he was gone. That's so funny, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was it was madness. But uh um yeah, I I, I mean Yuri being unorthodox, I mean, like, you know, we're starting to see these fighters that um, that we enjoy that are unorthodox that are kind of starting to do these, you know, the the normal style of fighting. And I think Yuri can really um, afford to become more orthodox, uh, similar to like uh, Michelle Pereira or, um, yeah. or Johnny Walker. Like, you know, these people that everyone's like, oh, these guys are going to be crazy fighting. Um, and I, I still think that Yuri's advantages are the unorthodox because that that he does hit hard um and he does chip away at at people because of his unorthodox hitting and his unorthodox style but with that being said i think he could he could 
use a little bit pu pulling back on that just just from watching the fight with glover because uh, uh you know as someone who has a much more powerful um punch uh would would end yuri pretty quickly so yeah dude and it's funny you, you mentioned michelle Pereira because i was like he could actually take a page on michelle's book like like dial back the weirdness just a little bit like don't lose it like it's, it's like you said like you don't want him to lose what makes him like not, not only is it fucking fun and entertaining it's like like who is he without that like yeah because you like know, i said the way he the way he strikes um is is very interesting i mean like i said hitting that hitting that tree 500 times a day makes his striking look a, like a lot different than a lot of other people's and, and like you know he's he's also going to the gym as well and training with yeah. other people but like it's weird to say that that tree is like because the tree can't is his come baseline right if if he could you know have it come with him he would but but really, but like the tree is his baseline. Like he does that every day outside of training in the gym and all that stuff with people. He talks to a tree and punches it 500 times a day, um, which makes, you know. So you remember that movie, Baby Mama? Uh, yes. Tina, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Mm -hmm. And Steve Martin plays the fucking hippie boss. Yes. And they're like, he's like doing a new like health food store. And he was like, I wanted to have the essence of this shell or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine if Yuri like builds a gym now with his like, he's like, I wanted to have the essence of this tree. <laughs> Always. All of it. Or they build it around the tree. Like, dude, they fucking put like a skylight uh, and then just build the fucking gym around the tree. Yeah. And he's and, just, yeah. Like, and, yeah. Wow. We got the heavy bags. We got the cage. Over and I got my tree. Yeah. A tree. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd go to that like a dog, like a documentary. They interview some of the fighters. Like, man, training with Yuri is great. Fucking tree, so weird. It gets in the way of like we're all be sparring and I just back up, hit the tree. Like, tree. <laughs> but like, remember, dude, I'm telling you, the, the the show idea that I had where he plants Easter eggs everywhere and everyone has to go train with him is such a sick idea. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? Yuri Prohaska, philanthropist. Oh. You just get a gi and then you just show up at a location that he put inside the thing. Yeah. And then and then you just die and he kills. Ah, so cool. But anyway, let's hope he doesn't never gets knocked out. Anyway, um he's already been knocked out by King Mo. Yeah, yeah, so and he already has technically been knocked out by Glover yeah, as well. On the well yeah. So, yeah. so that's that's also the case. Um, but yes, he needs to change it up uh, a little bit. Thank you, David. This Next question from our boy Rhino. So funny. I'm gonna pre. I'm gonna say before I forget, Rhino. Thank you for this question, and obviously thank you for the last question. But thank you for this question too. I'm gonna play this. Hey, Juice and Lee, what's your homie Rhino from the Combat Sports with Rhino podcast? So, Juice, you are currently um, acting in the play hamlet and i know leo has done plenty of acting in his day as well so basically what i was going to ask is if you guys could pick your favorite fighter on the roster which I, to my knowledge juice i think now would be meatball mile mccann since roxy has retired you could absolutely correct me if i'm wrong and then leo your favorite fighter which i believe is Derek lewis but again you can correct me if i'm wrong if you guys could do maybe just a brief description of your favorite fighter on the ufc roster in character from either the current play that you're in or then leo from a play that you were in previously or a role you played previously but in their in their way 
describe your favorite fighter. Love you guys. Love the show. Can't wait to hear the uh, responses. Talk to you later. Peace. You know how much I love this question? A lot. So much, but not only that, because Rhino, you're right. Well, to the extent, so now that Roxy has retired, if I'm talking about an active UFC fighter, it's hard to pick just one. Like when Roxy's on the water, I could always say like, she's absolutely like number one. And then like everyone else is tied for second or, or third or whatever. And like, now it kind of feels like, yeah, like Mo- Molly is probably up there. Like if it's not Molly, then it could be Izzy. Like it's hard to choose between those two. So it's definitely that, but I'm, because I'm such a, like I obsess about character work and things like that. I changed my mindset. And like my favorite character, my favorite fighter is not Claudius's favorite fighter. Oh, okay. I like that. And so like, if I were to say, if you were to ask Claudius what his favorite fighter is, I would say John Bones Jones. Perfect. He does what it takes to be the best, even if that means cheating, even if that means taking substances, even if that means taking out his opponents outside the cage. He's a wild man. He will stop at nothing to get what is his. Good. it's so hard too. like i feel like i, I want to throw like shakespeare and be like me thinks yeah me no dust. thinks yeah but it's really hard to improvise um really hard. so with you saying that um my character uh that i played uh before was the was the first Weirdly enough, professional play I did in my my life, which if you want to call it professional, yeah, play, if yeah, like, that that's a reach because we were both in this post high school college career play um, was this play called When It Rains Gasoline. I played this character named Paul, and Paul was a nerd, and at the time I was a very young actor, and I <laughs> can't believe I'm doing this right now. Um, So the way that I played him, I I, I started talking like this a lot, like an actual nerd, because for some reason, whenever I act and I hear that stuff, it it was the way I should have done it. So how I would describe Derek Lewis was the guy, the black guy with big balls, that one. Yeah, he's the one that I would like. Yeah, he was my favorite fighter because I don't know. He's just such a such a great guy. And and he's funny. And um, well, well, (laughs) I (laughs) kid you not. I did that. And. Weirdly enough, there were other people in the cast. Nobody thought it was that bad. And I was the lead, which was even worse. Well, and here's the thing, like, people should realize, too. It literally was a play written about stereotypes. Like, it was in high school. Every single character was a stereotype. Yeah. Yeah, there, there was there, not one. Not, yeah. And, like, I don't even mean, like, racial stereotype. I mean, like, fucking nerd, jock. Yeah, emo girl, pretty girl. In the, in the descriptions, like in, in the descriptions, yeah. like of the characters, like uh, the character that you played, um, Jesse. Jesse was, was the like video the game nerd. Video game nerd. Yeah, yeah. You were like the nerd in terms of like outcast. Yeah, I was and be, like yeah. no friends. Like I was like, yeah, like different kind of nerd. We were both yeah, but, nerds. Yeah, but for some reason, whenever I heard that, I just said, you know what, I'm gonna start talking like this, 
which is very, like un- unfortunately stereotypical, which obviously I should have just been like, hey, man, I'm just going to shoot up the school because at the end of the, the play, uh, spoiler alert, uh, Paul, the character I played, uh, shoots um, up the school. Every, every, uh, yeah. Everyone, I, I assume he did it. He only had a handgun, I think. I'm pretty sure. Um, so you know, what that's, that's just just done the. But you know, he's the concept is, is he's being bullied, and it, and every time he's like yeah. talking into the camera, and he's like, "Oh, I swear to God, if you guys don't don't listen to me anymore, I'm gonna just come up there." And then I, one night, hilariously enough, Juice and I, I think we've told this story on the podcast one time. I was uh, gonna say I I told the story in real life, like a couple yeah, weeks uh, ago. Like yeah, I still tell this story. It's great. So. Um, this show was such a shit show for us uh, in general. Um, just like the 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 cast was like kind of strange. Like a lot of us were, are still good friends to this day, and by a lot of us, I mean just me and Juice. But um, that you know, like it was just kind of not good. It was just not good. The, the producers, the everything was like all up and down. And anyway, but the last night of the show, Juice decides <laughs> um, that he's going to be on stage for the final scene. And I, I, I told this. Story uh, yeah, we have, we, but we, we I, see, I think there's more backstory that you're forgetting as well. Okay, go on. That the producers had delusions of grandeur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they made for the audience, like to sell, like not to just give away, but to sell like a few different vodka cranberries. Like it never occurred to them to like, hey, maybe make it to order. Like if people order it, they just made them. They just yeah. made like several vodka cranberries and not enough people bought them maybe at all and yeah. so they were just giving them to the cast yeah. it was like not, not enough people why was were that a in this, good idea not enough people were going to the show like yeah, we were exactly. such a small theater they made just a big vat of it so juice happened to be drinking some of that which i thought was pretty funny but so that was not only what compelled i'm pretty sure i brought my drink on stage by the he way he did and i remember showing up to the, to the stage and being like hey hey what are you and i it wasn't in the scene at all. I jumped on stage and I'm, I'm going in to be like, yeah, you, I'm going to, I'm going to come and shoot you. You guys don't know what's what I've really been going through. But before I do, I'm heated. I'm like building up and I walk out and juice is the first person I see in this little alcove. And, and I said, broke. I did not. I almost did. I was like, like, wait, almost. Yeah, you didn't. But, but in like... my head, I was like, okay, I'll just use this, even though it wasn't in the fucking play at all. But I was like, you, what are you doing here? Get the fuck out of here. And I, you're, like, you're not supposed to be here. You're not supposed to be here. Get the fuck out of here. And I was like, what is, why did I do that? Why? And then I was like, you know what? Whatever. The play was whatever. Anyways, Honestly, the play though, ended. Like if you were that kid that would show up to school and like, there's that one teacher that's nice to you, you would yeah. tell him to like, get out of here. Like you don't yeah. want to be here. I mean, according to that show, but, uh, you yeah. know, not to, not and to. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, that was the night, like, because for some reason they double cast every part and, like, we were alternate nights. I think yeah. that was the night when I was not Jesse and they're like, can you play the teacher? And I like, yeah. I had those, like, two lines and I learned them. Yep. <laughs> and so I was just, I was wearing, like, a button up and slacks. I just came out, I was like, I'm going to be a chaperone. I remember, like, untucking my shirt a little bit, just, like, kind of letting one side hang out. It was so, so so lean bad. up against the wall like i'm drunk like but anyway oh, like, it was so that funny. was that was like one of the only like big like uh, i mean i've done other other films and and stuff like that but i've never had to play like anything like too far outside of me as far as like character work goes um i yeah. played a serial killer just recently and i and our good friend uh, kevin michael shiley's um movie um that he did um and then also i've done just the the commercials that i have so it is what it is you you know what other story I I told recently and I don't know mm, if you remember this. I have to assume Do the bus story. Do you remember when we lived together? 
Uh-huh. Yep. And you wrote that short film. I do, yes. And we did a scene in the park. Yes, I do remember that. I remember all of that. And that fucking homeless guy was <laughs> yeah. like, Oh, that was amazing stuff. Like we're filming this scene, and I have this like intense scene with uh, our roommate at the time. Uh, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like it was like the story was like we were we were like friends, and I want to take it to the next level. But like yeah, she was yeah. like, I don't want to ruin it or whatever. That, it, was, yeah. it, it wasn't like a feel good scene. It was more just like, I don't know, but like, yeah, it's expressing your emotions. Expressing and, my yeah. emotions. The fucking guy's like, wow, that was amazing. And he goes, can I get in there? <laughs> <laughs> we're like, no, oh, yeah. man, you fucking can't. Uh, wow, that was such a long like, time ago. That's the that's the one to like my compassion for the human like goes completely out the window. Like, if I see almost guy, I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's maybe he's down on his luck. But like, when I'm in the middle, like, no, dude, you're no. fucking not. Fit no, bro, for this. you're fucking like, out. Yeah, Outside like and literally just out. Yeah, out. exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that's how that's how and I, I remember something with his belt like he got i can't even remember what happened like he had his belt like he either took it off or like was putting it on i was like you guys got a belt i could borrow oh, some no. something with a belt was was part of that <laughs> yeah well anyway so yeah just uh don't ever ask me to play a nerd because more than likely i'll just do that voice uh and it's not good and i already have a nerdy voice so i should have just used my own voice what the fuck yeah exactly that's what my thing is like my character's like video game nerd and i was like oh i am that I don't oh, have great. to act That's at me. all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hated my scene. Except for I was, the thing I loved that was like, I, my scene partner was like the, the stereotype of like the hot chick. And it was this girl that uh, went to our school that um, was in a, like you didn't, it was Kelly. Um, yeah, Kelly. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Which you didn't know. Cause she graduated before you even came, but she was yeah. like, uh, I think when I was a second semester, like my second semester, my freshman year, she was graduating from like the two-year program. Mm-hmm. uh so hot by the way but like i knew her and we had like done some classes or whatever perfectly cast and uh our scene was like like i, I was into her and she was secretly into me but it was like i don't want to be seen with you in public whatever it was kind of a, and we were literally texting mm-hmm. and it would oh, be like yeah, 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 yeah. i think i would have to say like lol or like yeah yeah WTF like literally like was saying text speak like it's part of it's part of the lines like WTF why don't yeah. you like me or like what you know oh, what I mean like yeah dude I need, it was need to find so the script corny we need to find the script and all the actors ever yeah. and, re- and do when it rains it. gasoline is the name of it you know what if someone can find this script when it rains gasoline for the patrons we will do a reading yeah of the script Absolutely. might even bring we might even bring our friends. Yeah, we probably will because it's it's pretty ridiculous to be honest. Pretty goddamn ridiculous. And hilariously enough, I actually ended up doing the inspiration for that. Uh, there's two two plays that were technically the inspiration for When It Rains Gasoline, which was mm-hmm. the Columbine Project and, oh. Larry, and the oh, Larry, Project. Larry Project. Both of those. So both of those plays like were were Wait, the I didn't actual... know there was a play about the Columbine because I, I knew the events of Columbine inspired When It Rains Gasoline, but there was there, there was a Columbine one. Oh, wow. that was written and it's very same, same theater company the oh no i don't think i don't think it was the, the I... one that was stephen belburn and all those people no yeah the, the laramie project laramie was project like was first. like revolutionary yeah it was and... like the first of it and then i'm pretty sure the columbine project did that and then someone was like well let me just make up <laughs> yeah <laughs> let me just, let me just a make one. a contrived version yeah, yeah and it was bad so ladies dude, and gentlemen, laramie project is one of the best plays i've ever seen i want i want really to direct good. that 
Yeah, it's great. It's fun. Um, anyway, uh, thank you, Rhino, for the question. Fucking A, dude. And then, ladies and gentlemen, because I didn't put a forum post, this is all just kind of left over from last week, and like whoever sent them in, like that's all that's all we got. But it, it, that's it, all, folks. Fucking amazing questions. All right, well let's uh, let's, let's give our get picks to, for next week. Yeah, next week. Which uh, honestly, the main card's what six six fights, pretty big, pretty long fight. How close card. are you to Austin? Not that close, right? It's kind of uh, three far. hours. Oh, okay. That's. I mean, honestly, you should be these fights. I don't know why you're not. No, I can't, dude. Honestly, bro, having a having a child here. No, no I know. I, I and, I'm just kidding. And what's even worse is like I, I'm also going to be out of town for the uh, for the Dallas. Uh, Oh, uh, UFC. Yeah, which that's is like I th- your town, kind of. Yeah, it's specifically is. I mean, but what's even worse is I, I, I'm pretty sure that's like, uh, I'm pretty sure that's Izzy and Cannoneer. And I said they're International Fight Week. Oh, no, no, that's International Fight Week, right? Shit, Vegas, I can't remember yeah. who it is. Oh, you know what? It's, uh, shit. Oh, is maybe. Derek Lewis? I, no, Derek Lewis is 100% fighting on that fight card, but uh, the main, oh, damn it. Hold on. Son of a bitch. See if I can pull it up faster. The. Oh, yeah, that's the Pena versus Nunez. Ah, okay. Yeah, and I think I'm pretty sure. And Brandon Moreno versus Kai Car France. And Derek Lewis. And Magomed Ankalaya versus Anthony Smith. And Ignacio Bahamundes. Hell yeah. Pissed. Pissed, I'm missing. Pit. And Justin That's your Tasso. guy. Yeah, and Diego Ferreira versus Dracar Close. Wow. Wow. Mm. Damn, this card's looking like a banger. Hell yeah, dude. That fucking Brandon Moreno, Kai Car France. Dude, All that right. fight is going to be amazing. I can't wait. Um, anyway. Team Brandon, by the way. Yeah. Um, Obviously. All right, let's give our picks for uh, Qatar versus Blade 2 villain. Okay, we got our, our first fight of the main card, Julian Marquez versus Gregory Rodriguez. Who you got? Uh, <laughs> that guy's been fumbling the bag too much for the uh, Miley Cyrus, so let's go ahead and I'm gonna I'm gonna say he's gonna win. Wait, I thought this was gonna, that's not I thought maybe that's why you're gonna pick against him. No, I'm gonna pick it because he did fumble the bag with that, and I think he's gonna do a good job. This I was time. gonna say as much, as much as like that was like a fucking big miss. I still love him, dude. I can't. I love that guy. Yeah. I always come out because I remember he fucking he's made his UFC debut and he was like Tyron Woodley, and I think Tyron was the champ at that point, even though it was a different weight class. And he made it seem like he was gonna call him out, and he was like, "I'm calling you out for a fucking beard contest. Yeah, yeah. Who's got the best beard in the UFC? I think it's me." Like something like that. It was so good. Funny guy. Um, hell yeah, dude. Um, and then we got Demir Ismogulov versus Guram Kutaladze or Kutataladze. Kutataladze. Wow. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Ismogulov. I'm going to go with Guram. I think that guy's going to fucking murder Demir. <clears throat> All right. We got uh, next, we got Joaquin Buckley versus Albert Durayev. Yeah. Durayev. Uh, let's go Buckley. I'm going Buckley too. Yeah. He's going to fucking, I hope he does another jump KO. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Tim Mean. Now we got Tim Means versus Kevin Holland. Uh, I'm gonna go with Holland. I think he's. I know, dude. I keep, I keep fucking wanting to hate Kevin Holland, but I can't. I can't. Dude, he's a fucking superhero. Although I will say this, like, from a fucking tinfoil hat perspective, 
How are you in all these situations all the time? Real. Okay, so it's three right now at this point. Yeah, that's crazy. So two is two is enough. The the so first one was the robbery, second one was the shooting, and the yeah, third the, one was the 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 car turned over right or some shit like that. Well, the yeah, the, the the carjacking that was the first one. Yeah, so the car, yeah, carjacking was car. the first, yeah carjacking was the first one. Then it was the shooting in the in the, sushi at the restaurant. Yeah, the sushi yeah. place, and then this third one was a. Uh, I honestly didn't even read about the third one. I think I think he helped like a, a trucker out or something like that. Uh, some 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 like car like flipped or something like that. He helped them out of the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, anyways, that's why I'm picking him. So yeah, fuck yeah. And then for the co-main, Donald Cerrone versus Joe Lozon. I hope Joe Lozon <sighs> double fucking double KO. <laughs> double KO. Let's do double KO. All right. Well, I'm I'm doing a singular KO on <laughs> Joe or. From Joe on Cowboy. I think Joe is going to win. I'm, I'm going to pick Joe Liaison too. I, I, I think Liaison? Yeah, Liaison. I think oh. so. Like uh, Adam Sandler's KJ Man. Like, who's your favorite fighter? Liaison. Liaison. Uh, <laughs> um, and then Calvin Cater versus Josh Emmett. Um, I mean, I got to go Cater. I got to go I Cater can't. too. Do we just, just have all the same picks, basically? No, no we uh, Demir. Uh, is you picked Demir. That's right. You picked mm-hmm. Demir, and I picked Garam. That's the only one that's different. But yeah, I think um, the way that Calvin Kidder fucking tore apart. Um, uh, Giga. It? Yeah, Giga Chikadze like was insane. Fucking so, surgical. So I think I think Calvin Kidder is gonna gonna get it done. I think Josh M is more well rounded than than Giga. He also hasn't fought in a while. Like it's hard. Uh, and I would say I agree with Rhino. I just listened to the Rhino's podcast. You're saying basically like Josh Emmett could land one of those bombs and get him out of there early. But if he doesn't, it definitely favors Calvin. And I agree with that. Like Calvin has gone five rounds multiple times at this point, like shown has, even like he, yeah, he, he comes on later too, like the fucking Zabit fight where Zabit's mm-hmm. fucking dodging five round fights ass was like, beating him in the first two gas in the third and Calvin Gator came on strong in the third. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll see. I mean, like Calvin Gator got amazing boxing. So yeah, we'll see. I think he's going to, he's going to tear it up. And that ladies and gentlemen is our show. You can follow me at Leo GH two one one three on Twitter and Instagram and anywhere else you want to try to follow me just by that at handle. I think that's all my at handles. And Juice is also going to shout out our great patrons. Yeah. Uh, we're getting really close uh, to the end of our first season of the Fight League um, with that Oof. very, very sweet belt on the line. We very, cannot very wait to belt. send that out wherever it goes. Uh, but Juice, go ahead and shout out our patrons. Yeah, you can follow me at Friendly Spar Pod. Uh, follow my OnlyFans. Ooh. OnlyFans.com slash JuicyCock. Ah, okay. Yeah, very, very original. <laughs> yeah very not original um but these uh patrons why did i forget the word i, I was gonna say these lovely people the people we love our patrons who make the show possible yeah sound like two for two seconds sounded like donald trump for two seconds literally these okay. lovely people can i have a side tangent before i read these names sure uh we have our brush up rehearsal this coming up this thursday Last year's brush up for much ado, I fucking did like 
basically all my lines are like well there was this one scene where i like my biggest scene i did it as trump perfect and people were like pissing themselves and like we were at dinner last night for the like last show of this weekend and they're like are we taking the brush up seriously this time and i was like fuck no <laughs> no and, like, we were joking like you know you've seen that like that tweet or the meme or whatever like before it's kind of like just like on social media in general like a trend they're like oh pick one movie keep one actor as a, as a human the rest are muppets yeah we were doing that with hamlet we we're like oh yeah keep one one person and have the rest of them be muppets and we're like okay who would play this like well, i was like well someone was like gertrude has to be miss piggy and i was mm-hmm. like well if she's miss piggy then fucking claudius has to be kermit and i was doing all my lines as kermit and our gertrude was like crying laughing to the point where i was like i was trying to do it on stage to, like make a laugh so i think during the brush up we're gonna be like Well, hell no, Gertrude. Like, hell no, Gertrude. I gotta. I'm. I'm literally. I'm probably gonna like prepare it because I'm. Yeah, so, work on your like, Kermit says, voice. I'm gonna work on my Kermit voice. Yeah, work on your Kermit the Frog. Oh, hey, I'm Kermit the Frog. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Okay. Well, anyways, on to our patrons. Oh, this is the poison of deep grief. It springs from her father's death. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's so good, dude. All right, now we're gonna shout out our patrons. We got APB, Sandy Pants, Alex from Jersey, Pete Ross, Fee, Dave L, Jimmy the Drunk, Mixed a Man, Anonymous, David Everett, Wholesome MMA, Brian Piche, Dave aka Nari Buckles, The Good Dave from Sammy, Super Manly Nick, David S, D. Kronz, Harry Andrew, Cakes, QAR, Dash, I got a lot of the last one. <laughs> Dash. <laughs> it's it's so hard to like maintain as well. Yeah, because it's in a weird, weird spot. It's in a very weird place. Yeah, it's in your weird voice. If I was legit like uh voicing something for a camera, I'd be in the booth like all day. Like like Pretty do that again. You lost it on the last sentence. I'd be like, oh, oh, fuck well, oh fuck. <laughs> I gotta take my union mandated break now. <laughs> it's not easy being me. It's not easy being me. Having a fat cock. <laughs> you imagine if you imagine if Kermit was like a dom. Really cool. Miss Piggy, get on your fucking knees right now. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna string you up like bacon. <laughs> you better watch your tone. You fucking talk to me. 